welcome back and thanks for tuning in to Oil & Gas Onshore, where I am on a relentless pursuit to bring value, unity, and information to the energy industry one conversation at a time. So sit back, relax, and remember that even this very device you're listening on requires some form of hydrocarbon. This episode is brought to you by Technip FMC, a company who truly represents the future of energy. And for those who enjoy a nice cold beverage while watching the sunset or simply drinking coffee on the way to work, Technip FMC is giving away a Yeti tumbler to one lucky winner. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and enter your information for a chance to win. All right, well, we'll kick this thing off. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm here in Zoom land with Wade Brawley, president at LandVantage, division of Wolfpack Software, and Brent, quotes Busta, quotes Rhymes, CEO at Wolfpack Software. And the reason I said Busta is because I was politely corrected when I said Brent Rhymes, but he definitely goes by Busta for all those out there who didn't know. Well, I'm excited to have these two gentlemen on the show to tell us a little bit about themselves and as importantly, how a recent merger between LandVantage, one of the fastest rising land software suppliers and Wolfpack Software, one of the larger accounting firms, is set to disrupt the established market space by helping independent upstream and midstream companies lower their operating costs through automation while providing them with the reporting, analytics, and decision support systems that were once exclusive to integrated oil and gas companies. Well, Kurt, certainly looking forward to getting to know these guys and a little bit about them. So gents, welcome to the show and congrats on the recent acquisition. Gentlemen, how does it feel to have you know made this happen? Exhausting. <laughs> it feels great. You know, nice. it provides just a whole lot of opportunity for us at Land Vantage. And, you know, it was a long process, but well worth it. So we're really excited. It's a new chapter. Good. Well, I definitely want to get to know how this dynamic duo is going to help provide just immense value to the ever-changing market. And I just, you know, especially with the state of oil and gas right now, I just think there's so much opportunity out there with how busy things are and just demand for change, right? So, and it sounds like you guys have capitalized. It's nice, and I'm in the oil field service side, but it's nice to finally see someone other than ENPs making an acquisition because you know, and I'm sure they normally don't make the headlines like they do on the EMP side. And you guys have, I've seen a lot of buzz around it. So congratulations. And I really wanted to start off by saying, I really like the name Wolfpack. Brent, can you give a little background or context on how you guys came up with this name? I'm really interested. (laughs) Sure, sure. So, I mean, Wolfpack as a company, Wolfpack Software has been around since 1986. And it was founded by a gentleman named Charlie Wolf and the name Wolfpack is a play on Charlie's name. And, Hmm. you know, originally was founded as an oil and gas accounting software company. So back in the mid eighties, there really weren't a lot of people that were out there providing that for independent upstream and midstream companies. And that's what Charlie focused on. And, you know, he ran the company for, you know, just over 30 years, grew it to really have a market dominant position amongst small and mid-size independent upstream companies and eventually branched into part of the midstream as well. And then in 2016, Charlie sold his majority interest in the company to Fort Point Capital, which is a private equity group out of Boston. They're the guys that brought us or brought me in. And we've really been on a mission to put together a suite of cloud-based products that automate every aspect of an upstream or a midstream independent oil and gas company. 
In 2019, Fort Point sold the company to a private equity firm called Charles Bank, who's our current backer. And we're you know, continuing to put together this comprehensive suite, which includes land, production, field ticketing, of course, oil and gas accounting, document automation and management. And then we have another product that we're going to announce later in the year that kind of extends our document management platform. So yeah, that's the origin of the name and kind of the origin of the company. That provides some good context. You know, Wolfpack, that's such a, it's very catchy. And at the same time, it makes sense. And so, you know, a big shout out to Charles Bank for, you know, being your backer and obviously identifying and working through a lot of this with you guys. So you're right now, and I'm always curious. So Brent, where are you joining us from today? We're on Zoom land because your offices, you guys are in different locations currently, right? Yeah. So Wolfpack was founded and grew up in Abilene, Texas, which Ah. is a lot of people get us confused with Amarillo, but Abilene is about three hours due west, Fort Worth, kind of in the eastern part of West Texas, if you will. And that's where the accounting business grew up. And then, you know, through acquisitions, we've established, you know, what I would call offices or large population centers and Places like Denver, I uh, got quite a few people up in Calgary. We had some folks in Oklahoma, both Oklahoma City and Tulsa, obviously adding Land Vantage and their fabulous office in Oklahoma City. We now have a very big presence in Oklahoma City and then, you know, have some folks in Dallas and Houston as well. Gotcha. Well, you mentioned Calgary. I don't know if you guys are hockey fans, but the Flames and the Oilers are in the round now. They just beat the other previous teams. So now they're playing each other. So if you have any folks, you know that work in Calgary or Edmonton, there's some huge rivalry happening. So you may want to, you know, poke the bear a little bit up there because there's a lot of heat going on. Our chief operating officer, Ryan Laley, lives in Calgary and is a huge hockey fan. So I okay. he's keeping track of that. Yeah. yeah we, we could have some trouble brewing here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, no, that I appreciate that. And Wade, we'll get into land vantage, but where are you joining us from today? Oklahoma City. Okay. All the way up from OKC. Well, so it's not that far from each other then. No, no. Yeah. Well, that's good. And especially, you know, thankfully with technology, we can make this happen. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. But before we keep going, I do need to highlight some fascinating technology provided by our sponsor, which is Technip FMC. Their new integrated iComplete ecosystem is digitally enabled and delivers efficiency benefits by dramatically reducing components and connections while simultaneously providing real-time data to operators about the WellPad operations. Technip FMC is continuing to push the limits in order to achieve full frack automation. To discover more about all the benefits of iComplete, click the link in the show notes or check them out on LinkedIn. So it's always important to touch on the business aspect of things, but I think it's equally as important to get to know a little bit about the folks making these things happen. And so Wade, I want to start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then finish with something that not many people know about. Everyone has that one hidden gem that makes them a little unique or special. And I don't think, you know, we normally in a business setting don't get to talk about it, but for the listeners, they might be curious. All right. Well, A lot of my experience was at Chesapeake Energy, where I was the VP of land administration. And there, that role meant more bringing the company into the 21st century to move to a cloud-based or actually to start with just a Windows-based system that could be more compatible and could integrate with other systems, implement GIS, field data capture. So I was tasked 
with making their small town, small time processes into a larger company, help them to grow into a larger company. So instead of taking, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 leases a week, we were taking 2,000, 3,000 leases a week, which you cannot just do manually by inputting. So I developed an LPR upload process. I co-developed a software product for a land software product. And from there, just kind of built on with GIS and then added workflows. So I worked a lot with different departments. So it wasn't just land. I worked with the accounting department operations to identify where were we pushing paper, where were handoffs that were unnecessary or redundant and create some automated workflows. So I gained a lot of experience there. I was very lucky to have that experience. And then from there, went on to consult with other large companies to help them build the same kinds of workflows and tools. Along the way, I was tasked with managing the back office for certain clients. Well, I needed a system. So that was the birth of LandVantage. And how the name came about, you know, we were trying to figure out what do we call this? You know, land ought to be part of the name. And I mentioned in a meeting that, you know, we're providing the same advantages to our customers that they only expect that a large company can afford. So a lot of small companies out there are thinking, well, great, they have this, you know, web portal, they've got, you know, these other companies have these great workflow tools, but we can't have that because we don't have these big budgets. But I knew that they could, just with some innovation, they could have the same tools as the large company. They could have the same advantages. And so that's how the name LandVantage came about. Well, perfect name. And so what makes us unique is that it's not just a land record system. It's not just agreements and wells and the relationships of wells and agreements and facilities. It's the workflows that are built in. And other land systems don't have that. Owner relations a downwell process where you're notified of wells that go down and the impact it may have on your leases, saving really hundreds of hours of manual compiling of information to make decisions. Of course, e-calendar, an AFE process. So that's what we have been really proud of in LandVantage's are the workflows. I want to kind of back up a little bit. You mentioned while you were at Chesapeake, it sounded like you'd mentioned you were involved with deploying a lot of systems, you know, and programs for workflows and different tools. It's interesting because back then we're always evolving and we're always part of some form of change management. And so I'm curious back then, because right now, even through my experience at the company I work for, we deployed something recently that was somewhat unfamiliar to a lot of people because traditionally our company was run on Excel, right? And then you know, a lot of manual inputs, a lot of field tickets written by hand, and, you know, just a lot of this manual process, which now obviously everything is trying to get automated, digitized. But from your experience back then, was it just as hard to kind of, you know, deploy change as it is now? Or would you say people are getting more comfortable with the fact of, you know, leveraging software and tools and things to really help people's day-to-day jobs? Well, it was tough then, and it's kind of tough now, but for different reasons. It's tough now because there are a lot of options out there, a lot of choices. It was tough then because people were set in their ways. Mm. And so it was more, almost more of a political role than it was anything else. I'm not a technical person. I'm not a programmer. So I did not write these workflows, but Mm. I brought the business side and the IT side together to create the requirements, make it all happen. And so it took a lot of assuaging, a lot of persuading to work with customers to make them realize, 
why this would be better, why we have to go this direction, why do they need to change? It was no easy task, but it was necessary. And then, you know, after a while, people catch on and then you develop a loyalty. People realize, oh, okay, he was right. And next idea comes up, we'll help him with that too. So it's all about relationships, whether it's with your coworkers, your employees, or your customers. And I continue to feel that way today, as Brent does. You know, Wolfpack is a good example of that. So it's all about relationships. I can certainly identify. And, you know, especially during the pandemic, it's for me being in sales and business development, it was challenging to develop new relationships, but I almost, you know, increased the relationship density with my existing ones. But like you said, it's really building that trust to adopt things that people are somewhat unfamiliar with. And so, you know, that's something we're faced with all the time, but you fail to answer one question and that's okay. Cause I know you were dialed in with talking about land vantage, but what's you know, something about yourself that not many people know about. Give us some good juice here for folks. Oh man, I wish I would have prepared for this. I really don't have anything. You've been preparing your whole life for this, Brent. Uh, Yeah. Or Wade, sorry. I hate to name drop, but I guess one interesting fact that I don't tell a lot of people is I grew up with Kevin Costner. He lived across the street. See, that's why we do this. So we (laughs) we stay in touch. You didn't even know that, Brent, did you? No, I I held out on you. He's like one of my favorite actors too. My gosh. I would have guessed that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of my all time favorite movies. So see, Hey, look, this is what it's all about being on a podcast. So obviously you and Kevin are best friends. When's the last time you got to see him? He was in Oklahoma City for the Cowboy Hall of Fame Awards. There's film awards, kind of like the Academy Awards, but just for Westerns. And he presented there. He travels in a band that he kind of does that for his brother. His brother has a band and he'll come through Oklahoma City every now and then. But I was actually on the set of JFK. That was years ago in that movie he did. And I got to meet Oliver Stone. You're a celebrity. We're in the presence of a celebrity, Brent. I tell you, I do not have anything to match that. I, well, I, I was going to say, he set the bar pretty high, right so you now. might have to you might have to pull one out of your pocket here and come up with something. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, that's really cool. Wait, I mean, who would have thought? And so now people, if they know you and now they even know a little bit more, it's a good icebreaker when you get into a meeting. I think it's great. And Kevin Costner has a lot of fans. So what a neat story. So Brent, let's pivot to you. How about yourself? And, you know, don't forget to tell us about something special or maybe you have a unique party trick. Who knows? Yeah, something. I'll have to come up with something. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm kind of the opposite of Wade in terms of background. So I am a software guy. I actually grew up on the Gulf Coast of Texas, but got a full ride scholarship to go to the University of Tennessee, which is my dad's alma mater. And I went off there to be Al Gore. I was, you know, going to be an attorney and go into politics Somehow that morphed into computer science. And to help offset my costs for my last two years, I did a co-op with IBM at Johnson Space Center and got to work on the space shuttle project and really started my career off building automation tools. So the project that I was on at JSC was building automation tools to automate the testing of the shuttle's flight software. Then at the very end of my co-op, as kind of a reward, they gave me a, just about a trivial, you know, little bug fix that I did in the space shuttle's operating system. So I could say that I had code that flew. It was just something that they did. So I had code <laughs> that flew. It was about 20 lines and it was a bug patch. So 
luckily nothing too critical there, but uh, graduated. I spent a few years out of school working for Exxon in their advanced technologies group that I was so far back in the data center, we could have been selling cars. I mean, I didn't really pick up a lot of oil and gas knowledge there. It was you know, just large IT shop knowledge. Then I had a technical stint with Microsoft, had another round with IBM. And then at the ripe old age of 27, I started my first company and it was around automation, automating the flow of IT systems management information for very large data shops. And we dealt with some of the large companies in Texas. USAA was one of our big customers. Houston Independent School District was one of our big customers. And then successfully sold that company right before the bubble popped in 2000. And then went on to found a couple of other companies, all of which were focused around automation. Probably the biggest one prior to Wolfpack was a company called iWave in Frisco, Texas, that we sold to EMC Corporation. And we were doing, you know, cloud automation, which was really popular back in the early 2000s. But what made us unique is we ventured and actually created some automation technology to automate the provisioning of block storage for cloud infrastructures. And that was something that nobody was doing at the time. We did it. We got it deployed at a couple of EMC's largest customers. And on about the fourth or fifth deployment, Billy Scannell, who uh, ran sales for EMC, marched into the CEO's office and demanded that EMC buy us. And so that was our exit to EMC. And so really when the opportunity at Wolfpack came up, I've always looked at Wolfpack as being an automation company. I mean, initially it was founded to automate the accounting processes, but we're really taking it way beyond accounting. And, you know, one of the things that I did notice when, you know, my short stint with Exxon was back in the early nineties, They had floors of programmers in the Exxon building that were building bespoke tools, you know, one-off customized software to just automate every business process that could possibly be automated at Exxon. And even today, of course, it's been years since I've had a view of that environment, but every once in a while, I'll run up against somebody that does business with them and, and they just, you know, are impressed with how much of Exxon's business is automated, with what kind of visibility they have down to the well level, the dashboards, the abilities to make you know, real-time you know, decisions based off of real-time data. I mean, they're just way out there and they can afford to be because they're obviously a mammoth company and have huge budgets. And really, you know, that's what I kind of latched onto with the opportunity at Wolfpack is, and you heard Wade, you know, kind of latch onto that with LandVantage. It's, you know, it's like, why can't we give these independent guys the tools that the big guys have to run their business and do it at an affordable price point? And I think that's one of the things Wade and Jim and the whole LandVantage team had accomplished. We actually met them for the first time at the NAEP conference in 2020 and have been watching them develop the product over years and just watching it get better and better and better and to the point where like, my God, they have the best in class, you know, land product. And it's because of the design that Wade talked about, the embedded workflows that lend themselves to automation. And it just fit in so well with our strategy. So nice. And so you waited for $110 oil to scoop them up. Yeah, exactly. You know, we couldn't have done that like when it was negative 35. But <laughs> we still would have, 
you know, it still would have been a great outcome for advantages, investors, because they built such a great company. I mean, it just is. It's great product, great people, everything. Well, there's tons of runway ahead of us. So certainly there's, you know, lots to be excited about regardless of oil price. But you mentioned something about, and because, you know, from my little bit of research I did, you guys are, you know, into accounting along with a few other things, but you mentioned, you know, again, automating accounting, where's the value in automating a lot of this workflow? And we'll tie in the land vantage piece, but I'm just curious about Wolfpack, you know, prior to, you know, bringing this on. I mean, like, why would a company want to say do business with Wolfpack and what's the value proposition with being able to automate a lot of this stuff? Sure. So there's three different dimensions, right? To automation. The first one is just operational efficiency, being able to do more with the same number or even less people, right? And I'll give you an example, the division order letter process, right? There's an incredible number of people that are still processing division order letters manually. They're generating them. What is that for the audience that may not be familiar? What is that term? It defines what the percentage of royalty, for example, or the percentage of ownership that you have in a particular well. Okay. Okay. And that's a very high level description. You know, we can probably spend a lot more time at it, about as high level as it gets. Yeah. No, perfect. Yeah. And as part of the process, you have to update these letters, re-verify the letters. You have to get the owners to sign them. And, you know, that becomes a legally binding document that secures the payment for the person that's receiving the royalty payment or the whatever. It's an incredibly manual process. And typically the DO letters come from your accounting system and you either have to email them out or you have to mail them out and then you have to get collect a paper signature. And I mean, this cost goes into the thousands of dollars and just postage stamps. It's hundreds upon hundreds of hours of staff time. You know, it's error prone. So by combining Wolfpack ERP, what we now call Wolfpack ERP Anywhere, and our DocView document automation system, we can automate that whole process. So you push a button in Wolfpack, it automatically generates these DO letters. Everybody's notified by email. They can log into a secure portal via DocView. They can review the letters. If there's a dispute, they can automatically route the dispute back for arbitration, back to the operator, whoever's sending it out. And if they agreed with it, which is 99.9% of the time they agree with it, there's a way to e-sign it, right? So we've just digitized and totally automated what is a fairly painful process. And we've just done, and that's just, you know, one example. I could go, you know, on and on and on in terms of examples. I'm sure Wade has on the land side that he could share I mean, there's obvious touch points between like accounting and land. There's some touch points between our document automation land. So that's the first category is just operational efficiency, right? It's a way to keep your operational costs down. It's a way to get more productivity out of your workforce. And most importantly, if you're not automating your operations, your competitors will be. So it's keeping current in the market. The next two things that automation can deliver, and, and again, these are future things that we're building our company towards. The second thing is, is, is that you can collect data from all the different pieces of the suite of products that you use to automate your operations. And you can collect that into a data warehouse, a data lake, whatever you want to call it these days, and then use BI tools to get holistic insights into your business operations, right? You can take a look at production data and overlay 
the financial performance of a particular asset to make a decision as to whether the property is worth a workover or maybe it's something that you want to divest at this point and be able to have a single view that not only includes all the engineering and production data, but also the financial data. Likewise, you know, you can easily cross-reference a DOI, a division of interest statement, which again is showing you all the royalty owners and owners and what their percentage payouts are and pull up the lease information, which is the legal document that backs up, you know, that particular statement. So it's having this consolidated view an integrated view of all the data that you need to run your business. And, and the big guys are doing this today, right? So the Exxons, the Chevrons, and not only those guys, but really even some of the mid-majors are doing this today. And you can do it by going out and hiring a data scientist and then buying the software and then spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to tie it all together. And then you're kind of left with a bespoke system that you get a support for the rest of its life. And one of the things, again, that we're trying to do in this space is we're trying to deliver that as a product, right? We're trying to, you know, you can buy any one of our components on their own, on their own merits, right? We're going to sell each one of the components of our suite. But if you buy the suite together, you're going to get the data warehouse and you're going to get the BI tools and you're going to get the pre-built dashboards and reports that you need to run your business. And then the third reason, and this is way out there, okay? I don't think there's very few people that are doing this, but once you have the integrated data in a single place, you can apply some of the more advanced technologies that are out there to help you with making decisions. Things like artificial intelligence, you know, to make suggestions about, you know, potential investments or divestitures or improvements in your business. Now, again, we're talking years down the road, but that's the vision that we're building, right? It's yeah. first, let's get the integrated suite. Then let's get the integrated data lake. Both of those projects are in progress. And then once we have that, let's see how we can capitalize on AI technology to really differentiate. For me, I'm such an early adopter and someone who's fascinated with sort of the future of a lot of what we do within energy. And it's very refreshing to hear such a, I guess, defined vision on how you're building all the blocks to eventually create something to help folks make data-driven decisions, whether that's on the investment side or what have you. But I think most often we have such a nearsighted vision of what a company wants to do. Because oftentimes I'll ask like, well, what do you guys see yourselves doing in 10 years? And it's kind of like more of the same of what we're doing. We just want to grow. But I think, you know, if we really consider the future and the abilities that technology has that it's going to play in our line of business, ultimately it's just going to improve the way we do business. And I think it's fascinating. And I think that's what's going to attract the investment community is being able to produce these types of outcomes and just make better decisions because, you know, let's face it, Wall Street hasn't been too happy with us lately. And, and, you know, obviously now things are going well, but it's interesting to see that, you know, Wolfpack has made some huge strides over the years with over, I think I read 2000 clients, you know, you've got DocView, Scout FDC, Welltrax, all really helping shape a new software mold that could cover a huge scope. And this leads me to think the missing link was something on the land side of things. Was adding the land side to the equation something that's been on your mind for quite a while? Or did a great opportunity kind of present itself, like you said, at NAEP, and you thought, huh, okay, we need to capitalize on this? Well, both, right? So for years, our customers, our ERP customers, have been wanting us to provide a solution for land. And in fact, 
there is a land module within Wolfpack's ERP system. You know, it does a fraction of what LandVantage does. Okay. It is like the bare, bare bones of just, you know, some places to stick some land information. And then in 2018, we had an opportunity to acquire a company called Land Pro. So we had an initial acquisition in the space. And again, you know, Land Pro had a very long history and had some very loyal customers. And it just, you know, that was kind of an opportunistic thing. But we knew that to really fulfill on our vision, that we had to have a best in class, truly cloud land solution that was backed up by a team of land professionals. And, you know, we had our eye on land vantage for, you know, for a long time. Like I said, we met at the last NAEP before the pandemic shut everything down. So it was February of 2020. And, you know, both the representative from Charles Bank and I went over to the booth and met Wade and met Jim. And we were really excited about what we saw. And that was version one, by the way, of land vantage. They've only made it better. You know, version two is even better than version one. And we thought version one was pretty awesome. And they have this incredible outsourcing business behind it. So it's like, not only was it what we considered to be the best technology out on the market, it's the best team and the best talent. And so it totally and completely, you know, filled that part of our strategy and a company with a very compatible culture. Yeah. You know, it's that BPO team that helps us to develop a great software because we are continually testing our software with you know 65 people hammering data into the system every day and offering suggestions for enhancements uh, to our development team and our customers like the idea that well they've got all these people using it every day so they must know what they're doing you know from the very beginning the design was led by well by me and by others who have worked in the land profession so you know we know exactly what is the next question that a landman is going to ask or a lease analyst is going to consider as they're inputting data or as they're retrieving data. So it's very user-friendly. We were able to bridge the gap between the data user, who oftentimes had to rely on someone to run reports for them, and the data provider, say the lease analyst who was inputting. And so there was, you know, this kind of this cavern between the two sectors. And oftentimes people had two versions of the truth. But with something everyone is comfortable using, there's only one version of the truth. Everyone is playing in the same field and drawing from the same set of data. So, you know, we end that silo of information and we are creating true teamwork between all the different factions of the land department. You know, there's the landman, lease analyst, DO analyst. You know, that's the real strength of having that BPO team and the development team working side by side. And just to kind of dovetail on something Brent said, he gave you the division order example. We do that kind of work every day. And you can appreciate, Justin, that you know maybe some odd years ago, it was maybe 100 owners that you would send division orders to, but with larger units and revenue sharing agreements, it's thousands of owners. So it's a lot of paper and it's a lot of back and forth. So this is a sorely needed workflow that we're excited about utilizing in our practice. Right. It is. It sounds like some great synergies there. And so, wait, I'm curious, you know, going back pre-meeting with Brent and the crew at Wolfpack, was this something that you envisioned it was teaming up with someone like this? Or was this 
just kind of the stars aligned and you guys decided that this would you know be the best business decision can you kind of speak on kind of what you thought versus what actually happened over this course of the last few years it was not planned or designed but you know we always felt there was a need for a, an accounting package which you know we don't have that expertise i didn't want to start all over so i thought in the back of my mind you know we ought to acquire an accounting system but instead we've just allowed ourselves to integrate with any accounting system and you know we still do that we will always do that but it left a void in that i really wanted to be able to offer our customers an accounting package that was already integrated that there was a tight integration already with landvantage off the shelf so i felt that would have been a tremendous add for a lot of our customers and so i'm excited about that creating that integration and offering that just off the shelf it'll save our customers a lot of money yeah which you know arguably is you know one of the biggest value adds is cost savings right so i'm curious and this is me just not quite you know being weaved into this type of or this part of our industry and you can speak on it as high level as you want but do a lot of your customers play i mean i would assume a lot of your customers all play in the same sandbox right like would land vantage have the same customer as wolfpack and now they just so happen to have access to both or how does that dynamic work if you don't mind yeah. explaining so we have land vantage customers who use wolfpack so they were very excited about this transaction right and so okay. yeah so we have a couple of cases out there where we can create a better integration that these customers are going to love so definite synergy there it's really unique in that there is absolutely no overlap I mean, there could be other, you know, accounting software providers that have a land package where there would have been some conflict and overlap, but, you know, we don't have accounting and they needed a better land system. So it worked out great. It was perfect. Right. Okay. And so on a macro level for you guys, what do you see the biggest challenges you see moving forward in the market and how do you guys position yourselves to overcome these types of challenges? I don't know, Brent, do you want to take that yeah, one first? No, sure. I mean, obviously we have challenges on our side with, you know, just continuing to deliver on the vision, but we're making great, great progress across the board there. It's interesting when it comes to the market because a lot of these systems and a lot of our competitors, these systems are very sticky, right? I mean, once somebody invest in an accounting system or they invest in a land system, you really have to show them some compelling value to get them to make the investment to migrate off of that accounting system or land system or production automation system. I mean, I think we're doing that and we're certainly having, I think, our more than fair share of success in winning those deals out there. I do think that customers are getting more savvy. You know, Wade made a comment earlier in the podcast in which he said, you know, five, 10 years ago, you were really trying to, it was kind of a political argument, trying to convince them that automation is a good thing. And now it's convincing them that you have the best solution. We think there's a lot of our competitors that have attempted to do what we're on the path of doing. And that is to provide an integrated suite of software products. And I think the person that is going to win, the company that's going to win is going to be the one that pulls it off the best. And you know, it's like, I mean, not to use a very overused metaphor, but, you know, it's kind of like looking at some of the product development that Apple computer did, right? I mean, I had a Rio MP3 player way before there was an iPod. 
but bought an iPod as soon as I could, just because it was so much better designed and easier to use and all that. And I think that's who's going to win this race is the company that pulls off the truly integrated suite in which the products are integrated at every level. And most importantly, they're integrated at the data level. And that data is providing a compelling reason for an organization to move off of their legacy systems and onto the Wolfpack platform. You know, that's going to continue to be a challenge. I do think that market conditions are supportive. I mean, we've all been in this market long enough to know there's ups and downs, but it does seem like that the long-term trend, or at least maybe the midterm trend is going to be, you know, continue to be supportive, especially for those of us that are out there trying to offer up technology solutions to, you know, help these oil and gas firms operate more efficiently. Right. You know, the big challenge I see is really just so much work to do, just really excited to integrate with Wolfpack Accounting, but it's not just accounting. You know, Brent mentioned WellTrax, DocView. There's so much opportunity. There's so much capability. And, you know, are customers going to be wanting that right away? Probably. But, you know, we're going to have to stage that integration one module at a time, one process at a time. So I'm excited about that, but also realizing we'll have to manage expectations so that we can deliver, you know, a good product that is truly integrated. And you were mentioning before, you know, the price of oil and how that would spur more transaction or more activity, more software sales. We've been really lucky in that no matter what the price of oil, we've had a good steady increase in volume of our customers because there's always buying and selling going on. And when there's change, they're going to need a system to manage that change and those assets. So the price of oil hasn't really impacted us that much other than a brief lull during COVID where people were just trying to figure out what is the new normal. But after that, everything did go back to normal. What I find now is now that the price of oil is fantastic, it doesn't mean that people are out there spending money left and right. And I think that's a great testimony to our professionals, our executives in the oil and gas or energy community is that just because there's a lot more money there doesn't mean we need to go out and spend it. We need to buy wisely. So they're very discerning. And I think that's great. I would rather that than them throwing money out there and not realizing what they're getting. I agree. No, I think you've touched on a very important topic and you see this all over the headlines, right? Like a lot of these oil and gas companies right now are remaining disciplined. They're rewarding investors. They've got some free cash flow. They're, you know, doing share buybacks or increasing their dividends. Like it's not now we're more value over volume. Whereas, you know, pre-pandemic, it was, you know, volume by any means necessary, which really kind of put a dent into the business. But I think there's a silver lining around it is I think a lot of folks now realize what they need to do to protect themselves from very low commodity prices and volatility. And so I think you're right. I think, you know, while it's, you know, they say make hay while the sun shines, I think people are going at it a little differently to where hopefully we can protect ourselves from the volatility and ultimately let the cream rise to the top instead of, you know, just everyone going gangbusters. And then, you know, when things turn the corner, then everyone's scrambling. Because if we keep doing that, I mean, I'm sure we'll have an industry, but not very many people will be left. (laughs) So yeah, well, it gives me a lot more confidence in the industry. And I would imagine the financial markets as well, you know, will feel more confident about our industry. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Investor sentiment right now is I think there's a bit of a shift happening, fortunately. But again, that could be a huge other topic of discussion. But lastly, I just want to chat, you know, from an internal perspective, you know, merging companies can often lead to leadership and an organizational culture challenges. Talk us through a little bit how you see kind of the culture shaping as you grow through this acquisition. Cause it's there's a lot of difference between growing organically or growing through acquisition. And so I'm curious, you know, how do you leverage both positive cultures into one? Well, we're very proud of our culture and Wolfpack is proud of their culture and we find it's very similar. So we feel like blending will be, I can't say easy because, you know, nothing's easy, but doable and reasonable. So we're excited about that. And I've been really impressed with everyone I've met at Wolfpack. They have a lot of resources that we didn't have available to us. So an HR manager, a true CFO, so resources that will help us, you know, support our employees and support our business. So I'm excited about that because that allows me to spend more time with the customer and working alongside our BPO and development team. So I'm really excited about that. And yes, we are going to work on that culture and blending it. And Brent and I have talked about that a lot. But I don't see it as a problem. I think it's going to come to fruition and it's going to blossom. Very cool. Yeah. No, I mean, one of the things just that we look for in our acquisitions is, I mean, culture is something that we take a very close look at when choosing to do an acquisition. And the culture of the two companies are very, very similar. The core values that both companies espouse are very similar. This is the largest acquisition that we did. We basically doubled our team size. Oh, wow. You know, so yeah, I look at it not really as an acquisition, but more as an opportunity to form a brand new culture from the two companies and take the best aspects. There's some things that LIS slash LandVantage did that I just absolutely love and can't wait to get incorporated, you know, into this new culture that we're going to move forward with. You know, as, as far as the leadership team goes, listen, we have nothing but respect for the land vantage leadership team. I've enjoyed working with Wade and with Jim, with Amy, with Drew throughout the whole process. You know, obviously there's always going to be bumps in the road and challenges and all that kind of stuff, but we view an opportunity to incorporate them and to expand their roles, quite frankly, as we grow the company. And we've been doing that as we've been going through these acquisitions. You know, we have some senior well-tracks leaders that are now in much broader roles within the company because the company's growing. And quite frankly, we need the leadership. I see the same thing happening on the land vantage side. One of the things that I was taught early, early on in my entrepreneurial career is, is that software is a talent business, right? I mean, you know, code that isn't supported, isn't updated, isn't kept competitive is just kind of dead on the disk. And you know, you have to be able to answer those customer questions through customer support and continue to innovate and build in the functionality. And all of that takes people. So at the end of the day, you know, software is a people business. And that was one of the huge, huge things that attracted us to LandVantage was the leadership and was the team that we got to meet. Right. I often say it's always important to bet on the jockey and not always the horse, <laughs> you know, and that comes down to people. And when I was at NAEP this year, I got to listen into some great speakers, one of which was a representative from Shell talking about company's greatest assets, which is the people. And in an industry where we're, you know, unfortunately have lost a lot of people and a lot of them are not coming back. It's important to really just embrace 
you know, and culture was such a big buzzword over the years. And now there's some other ones that's taken their place, but it's so important, especially to just retain talent and allow, you know, employees. I've been involved with a company that's grown through acquisition and yeah, it's challenging, but I think if everyone has a voice and everyone feels like they're creating value within the company that ultimately results in contributing to the vision and the end goal, it just makes everyone kind of beat to the same drum. It makes for, you know, almost like artwork. And so it sounds like you guys are well on your way and I'm super excited to see how this evolves and I'm sure you guys are going to continue to crush it. So we're coming up on an hour here, but what's the best way to either get to know more about what we've discussed today in terms of services or offerings. I have your website in the show notes, both of them, because I suspect that in time there will be one, but you guys still have your own independent websites. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'll take a little bit to get all that integrated, but oh, yeah. you know, for more information <laughs> for LandVantage, you know, go out to the LandVantage site. And of course, for Wolfpack, come out to our site. We're also pretty active on social media. Our main focus is LinkedIn, but new announcements and upcoming events. LinkedIn is kind of the social media platform that we concentrate on. I think we're also on Twitter as well, but that's not as much of a focus. LinkedIn is the digital town square nowadays. So if you're not on LinkedIn, you become irrelevant. So I encourage you to continue blasting LinkedIn and, you know, with the right intent and I'm sure you'll continue to gain a ton of traction on that side of things. So, but what I'll do is I'll put, if you don't mind, I'll put your guys's LinkedIn links in the show notes, along with the websites. That way, if people want to touch base or connect, they can just scroll and click. And with that said, any closing last words for assuming everyone in energy is listening right now? Wait, I'll let you go first. All right. Well, we are poised to deliver a complete integrated solution and I'm really excited to deliver it and be part of designing new workflows, utilizing the different modules, products of Wolfpack and LandVantage. So it's a really exciting time and the culture will continue as it is and grow with Wolfpack. You know, it takes not just one person to create a culture within a company. It's really several people. Our leadership team remains intact and everyone, Drew, Amy, Jim, Joel, I all contribute to that culture. So we're looking forward to blending with Wolfpack. Very good. Yeah. Now, I mean, so, you know, first off, Justin, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on your podcast. This is the first time I think you and I've got to work together. I know that I believe you and Wade have have had a chance and Drew have had a chance in the past, but thank you so much. I hope we can come back at some point. Of course. And, you know, to echo what Wade said, we're just absolutely thrilled to now be working with Wade and the whole LandVantage team. Now we're all one big family within Wolfpack and just absolutely thrilled to be at this point after a lot of work on both sides. And, you know, as far as the last comment, we have a lot of stuff planned for this year. We have a major, major product announcement that we're going to try to get out the door here in the next 60, 90 days. We have a series of regional user conferences that we're going to be traveling around the area and we call it Wolfpack on the Road. We're going to be doing our first one in Tulsa at the end of May. And we just have a bunch of other stuff queued up. So I would encourage everybody to go out to LinkedIn and subscribe or, you know, follow the Wolfpack LinkedIn site and just stay tuned. It's going to be a really fun year. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of, you know, stuff cooking up and you say Wolfpack on the road. That's so cool. I think you should consider hiring a videographer and creating like almost like a little 
vlog or a documentary of the whole journey because what a better way to shout from the rooftops when you're out there beating the streets and growing like crazy so either way i'm sure you guys will figure it out but again for all the audience out there thanks again for listening and huge congratulations to wolfpack and the team at land vantage and always remember when the density is up and the gas is down open the choke let's go to town thanks everybody Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week for another episode of Oil & Gas Onshore, a production of Oil & Gas Global Network. For more information, visit OGGN.com.